Hi, friends. Welcome to another episode of That Sounds Fun. I'm your host, Annie F. Downs, and I'm so happy to be here with you today. Okay, question for you. Have you gotten your virtual ticket to the live stream of the That Sounds Fun tour show for tomorrow night? That's right. For those of you who couldn't make it to one of our cities, or even if you couldn't, you just want to see this show too, we're bringing the show with our favorite double name witches right to your living room. So join us for a live stream of the That Sounds Fun tour stop in Milwaukee. It's at 7.30 p.m. tomorrow night, Saturday night. And yes, it will be available for 48 hours after that. All the details are at events.loopedlive.com slash Annie F. Downs, but we'll link to that in the show notes. We are in a special series right now called Any Summer 2021. The Enneagram is a personality typing system and a tool we love around here because of how it helps us know ourselves better and love our people better. It's just a tool, one of many that can help with personal growth, but one that we find really interesting and helpful. And during Any Summer, we talk to a male and a female who identifies each type. These are my staff or my friends or friends of friends who are just normal people who found the Enneagram helpful for understanding themselves better. Of course, they don't represent everything about their number, nor do they represent every person who identifies as this number. But I think they've all done such a beautiful job telling us about themselves and giving us an invitation into their lives. And we're doing something a little different during any of summer 2021. We're focusing on where each type goes in stress and where they go in security. So be sure to go back and listen to our conversations. So far in any of summer 2021, we've released the eights, nines, ones, twos, threes, and fours. So if you identify as any of those numbers or love someone that is one of those numbers, you can go ahead and hear that show today. Today we have the fives and you can also check out the intro episode with my friend Haley Watkins, who's an Enneagram coach, if you missed those. But before we dive into today's show, let me take a quick moment and tell you about one of our incredible sponsors, BetterHelp. Y'all know how I feel about counseling. I just believe it really matters for us to prioritize our mental and emotional health. If there are things going on that are causing you to feel out of control or that are interfering with your health and happiness, BetterHelp is here for you. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist who you can then connect with in a convenient, safe, private online environment. I love that you can send your therapist a message anytime and that you get timely and thoughtful responses. Plus, you can start communicating within 24 hours and schedule weekly video or phone sessions. It really matters to the team at BetterHelp that they facilitate great therapeutic matches. So they make it easy and free to change counselors if needed. I love that. You can also check out testimonials posted daily on their website to help you get a feel for how it all works and how it's helping people. BetterHelp offers services for clients all over the world, and they have therapists that specialize in so many different disciplines, which means that the right help is available for what you're dealing with. There are licensed professional counselors who specialize in things like depression and stress, grief, self-esteem, anxiety, family troubles, and more. It's not self-help, and it's not a crisis hotline. BetterHelp offers convenient, professional, affordable counseling, and everything you share is confidential. I want you to start living a healthier life today. As one of my friends, you get 10% off your first month by visiting betterhelp.com slash that sounds fun. Join over a million people and a lot of our friends here who have taken charge of their mental health. Again, that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash that sounds fun. And now for our conversation with our Ennea Summer 2021 Type 5s, Candy and Jason. Fives are known as the investigators. I'm going to let them introduce themselves to you. And then we're going to hear some thoughts about fives from one of our favorite Enneagram experts, Suzanne Stabile. And after that, Jason and Candy will give us their responses and share more about how they experience the world as fives. So here's my conversation with our Ennea Summer 2021 Type 5s, Jason and Candy. Enneagram Fives, welcome to the studio. Yay. Thank you. Thank you both for doing this. Mm-hmm. On the <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> on the scale of how this feels, where is it? Give me the scale. Okay, the scale is <laughs> zero is that's the worst. Mm-hmm. I wish I wasn't here. Ten is like this is a roller coaster of joy. Oh. It's definitely it? not up there. It's <laughs> more towards the lower level, I think. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah. I'm sitting about a five. I think I'm right in between right now. Okay. It feels right. That's generous. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a three or a four, oh, I think. Oh, you're so kind mm-hmm. to me. You know, I agree, I'll agree to do it. And then I woke up today and was like, well, do I have to go? Yeah. That's, that's do I today. have to go? Oh, that's today. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's in an hour. Oh, I should probably. Did you do that too? I did, totally. I woke up at really? 530 and maybe reviewed all the questions <laughs> for another hour and a half. It's fine. Yes. Everything's fine. <laughs> yeah. Jason, you also said, how much of myself do I have to give to you? Is what yeah, you said yeah, when yeah, you sat down. Sure. Yeah. Will you go deeper into that? What does that mean? 
how much do I have to give? Like, how, I mean, pretty basic, right? How deep? It, how deep? I was kind of joking, but I was kind of serious. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think you, <laughs> you know, were. I'm, I'm, uh, wait, I'm joking, waiting, but I'm for real. Yeah, real. I'm yeah. waiting lightly. Okay. I just no, would have never. Good. The reason I ask you to go into it is I have never thought that question in my life. Really? No. Oh, that's fascinating. Interesting. Yeah. So to you, it's like this is a really basic question. I don't. This is just what I mean. But to me, I've yeah. never thought that question before. So I was like, what does that? Mean? Wow. Yeah. I think. I mean, maybe you feel this way. Like, just naturally reserving. I'm very insular. So coming on to be open is it's like, well, how open? Like, what avenues do I have to open? Like, do I just open the whole thing up or? Mm. Open a little bit of it up or open none of it? Well, not none of it. You got to get something, but. Yeah. Yeah, just letting it go, probably. You're right. I may I be do. the one who cries because I love y'all so much. I just already, I'm like Aww. feeling, I'm like, oh my God, I love him so much. Okay, well, you, but you feel the same way, Candy? You feel like how much of myself is this going to re- yeah, Take. I don't mind about it's it's the taking. Mm-hmm. I don't mind giving, but I'm always about ener- energy reserve management. Is kind of like what my energy whole life is about. Reserve management. Yeah. So what's this going to take out of me? Okay. Yeah. That's how I feel most of the time. How have you planned the rest of your day? What happens after this? Just back home. Uh, yeah, back home. And I I work full time, but I purposefully scheduled one meeting only today, mm-hmm. and it's later, and it's at a coffee shop mm. today because I was like, I don't know what will happen. I'm just, I was going to be really energized or I will want to nap, but there's usually no in-between Wow, for me. Yeah. Okay. Well, y'all tell us who you are. You can start, Jason. Who are you? What do you do? And you can say how old you are, marriage, kids, any of that you want to say, and what your profession is. Uh, my name is Jason. I'm single, 34. I'm a photographer in the music business, work on the road. Mostly traveling on the road entirely for the most part, mm-hmm. pre-COVID, mm-hmm. right, and post-COVID, and post-COVID. We're back. We're getting. We're yeah, working our way back. Happening. Yeah, yeah. Candy, who are you? Uh, I am Candy. Uh, I am married happily for seventeen years now. Have two kids. I turned forty-one on Sunday. I saw that on your Instagram. Happy Congratulations! Yes, thank We're you. the same grade. I'll turn forty-one this summer. Yes, I like this age. Me this is too. a good one. And your um, husband came back from not Instagramming just to say happy birthday. To you. He that really was did. Really sweet. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> Sounds about right. Um, yeah, I work in creative land, but I am right now. I work with um, on-site. Oh yeah, and. Um, it's one of the best jobs I've ever had. Are life. you making the videos that they're putting out? The, I'm yes, that's my dude area. They're amazing. Thanks. Are you doing one for the Oaks too? The one have you for done? The Oaks. There's, I've seen like two new videos come out for Oaks Center. They, one of them I think is something that they did, mm-hmm. that the Oaks did, and then one of one of them it was actually me talking about a program that we're launching. Oh yeah, this weekend yeah. actually I'm going out there to help launch it. Oh, that's really fun. So, yeah. What number is your husband? He what is, is he a four, wing five. And, and I'm a five wing four, so we're the existential oh, wow. dread. My just, God, yes. just that's what what a black cycle hole. y'all must yeah. live in. It's it works for us somehow, but when other people come into it a little too closely, it's like the vortex sucks. And they're like, no, thank you, no, thank you. <laughs> um, how did both of you like? Kind of tell me how you got to Enneagram and how you identify as a five. I found it. I think after hearing it everybody else talk about it and kind of being intrigued, like purely from intrigue, mm-hmm. just kind of checking in. And then it was kind of like attack reading it yeah. right. in a good way really? where it felt very, oh five. yeah, it was very, gave me like a place to land almost in that. Like I, I could accept it because it was so accusational. Mm-hmm. It's so true. Wow. <laughs> you know, I couldn't not choose wow. that I wasn't that. So it felt at home to know some of that stuff was yeah. kind of more natural, but I kind of found it Coincidentally, really. Did hmm. you like it or yeah. do you not like it? No, I do like it. I like okay. it. Because it gave me like kind of knowing that, well, I'm not alone, certainly, because mm-hmm. I feel a little crazy sometimes, a little bit. can go all the way in on something and it's can spiral for sure if you go too into the info. But then knowing that there's a structure for that and that that's pretty normal and that's just kind of the way you are. And it gave me some peace, like a place where I was like, oh, okay, cool. That's not too crazy. It's mm-hmm. just... Hmm. Just like what it is, in yeah. a way. How did you awesome. come to it, Candy? Oh, seven-ish years ago, six-ish years ago. 
I love personality assessments, period. Like, oh, okay. I just, I'm just into okay. it. Because I just, I like, I'm an information gatherer. That's just, Got you know, it. I like okay. data. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so that was sort of the latest one for me that I'd learned about. Yeah. And um, I I had recently started a company at that point with a good friend of mine. And mm-hmm. so we were definitely trying to figure out each other and how to oh, work so with each other. Oh, so it's a work thing. Uh-huh. Oh, wow. And um, I tested, I had three that kind of tested all the same number. And five was in the mix, but it was five and eight and one at that point. Five and wow. eight and yeah. one all kind so, of came together. So the more that I read through huh. them, the, the delineations, it made a lot more sense. From I just identify, a whole, I think I express far more in my fiveness than anything else. And a mm-hmm. lot of it was about the, you know, the motivations and yeah. kind of where where I go in health and and then all of the patterns that happen whenever it's like, hey, you're stressed. This is what happens. It's like, yeah, 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 that definitely is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's me. True. That's uh-huh. true. Uh-huh. I would love for y'all to hear Suzanne Stabile describe what a five is. And as you're listening, you can you can take notes. You can just think about it. But I'd love to hear your responses to her as she describes the traits of a five. All right, Suzanne, thanks for being with us again here to talk about our Enneagram fives. Okay, so jump in. Tell me what we need to know about our fives. Well, first thing you need, I need to know is, have you given any thought to the fact that we've shared three summers together now? Uh, what are we going to do next summer? You know you what? Plan? Right. I can't do any of summer without you is what I'm learning. No, no, no. We got You just need to know I'm working this around my vacation time. Okay, thank you very much. We need you every summer. That's right. All right, let's talk about fives. Fives are a conundrum. Mm. You know, I've I've heard people use that word all my life, but I I never was quite sure what it meant. But fives don't reveal enough for you to figure them out. Mm. They're very heady. Um, They're actually in the fear triad with sixes and sevens. But they manage their fear by gathering knowledge and information. And so what has happened with what we used to refer to as the information age, I don't know what was that, only mm-hmm. 10, 15 years ago. Yeah. Um, they went farther underground because they can. Hmm. They can get what they want. Fives generally come out into the world for gathering they're like gatherers mm-hmm. <laughs> and they gather information and they gather what they need and they gather the few things that will assure that they can have a private existence and then they pull back in. And you have to be in a relationship with a five for a long time to pick up the ways that they love you. Wow. So let me give you an example. My best friend since I was 18 is a five on the Enneagram. And she, fives hate committees. They think committees are the unwilling, asked by the unable to do the unnecessary. They hate them. But, you know, my husband's a United Methodist pastor, and Mm -hmm. in our denomination, the church is run by lay people and meetings. Yep. And my friend Carolyn hates meetings, but she was always willing to be on a committee to love Joe Mm -hmm. because that helped him as pastor. Yeah. She uh, went to see all of our children play soccer, basketball, run track, watch BJ sing where he sang, all of those things, because that's how she says, I love you. She Mm -hmm. says, I love you by supporting what you love or what you do. Yep. But in all these years, 52 years, um, you know, maybe she'll say, I love you out loud, two or three times a year. Wow. But I know by all the other things. Yeah. So then when my children got older, her way of connecting with them was when they had babies, they needed diapers. So she would Mm -hmm. show up at family parties with diapers and paper towels and toilet paper because everybody needs those things, right? Right. That's a fives way of saying, I love you this much, so much. Fives prefer to talk with people who uh, know something about the things they're interested in. And then when they get an exchange, they don't necessarily 
disagree verbally. You never quite know if a five agrees with you or not Mm -hmm. because they wouldn't say, oh, I don't agree with that. They just won't say anything. And we all assume that silence is agreement, and that's for sure not true. (laughs) That's for sure not true. And most importantly about fives is that while eights have the most energy and nines have the least energy, fives have a measured amount of energy. And that this is really simple but hard to take in at the same time. Fives wake up every morning with the same amount of energy, and they can't do anything to get more. Uh And every exchange costs them energy. Every handshake, every conversation, every phone call, going to work, saying hi to people in the hall, all of it costs energy. And they feel so vulnerable when they run out of energy that they've learned to measure themselves and their conversation, and their days, so that they can get home to safe space, Mm. secure space, Mm -hmm. before they run out of energy. Because the vulnerability of needing help is excruciating, and the vulnerability of not having enough energy is really, really difficult. Fives are probably inventors. My guess is 40% of the inventions that they have on, you know, in D.C., wherever they put Uh them, I bet they're fives who thought (laughs) and thought and thought and came up with, there's a better way to do this. Uh We can do, we could have this instead. Yeah. They um, show their dissatisfaction usually with sarcasm. Mm. Um, they, They can be very sarcastic and dismissive. And they hang back. They hang back. You have to go get them. Oh, wow. Yeah, you have to go find them. Yeah, you have to want to go get them. What do you think? Feel attacked. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Does that feel true? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, it's for sure true. Pretty much across the board. Anything stand out? I think for a minute. Um, she, I feel like I. It was funny because it sounded like I'd listened to her before. I know, I know. I, I loved when you were saying that. I know. <laughs> the resource management piece is so true for me. Like some everything costs me something, um, and I think part of along the way, part of me understanding that about myself is not like I need to shift or change, but knowing that about myself has made has given me more grace for people, so that hopefully. I don't respond so dismissively or sarcastically because those are for sure go-tos for me. And when I when I do that, when I catch myself doing that, I'm like, oh, this is an indicator that my my tank is super low. Like I need wow. to, I probably should like eject right now and go take care of myself. Um, but yeah, she, it, it, yeah. <laughs> she she knows us. <laughs> I relate to that as well because the, when you reach for the eject button, like noticing, it took me a long time to notice like becoming despondent and becoming mm. disinterested through through sarcasm, like when it feels like like whatever the cup you're drinking from goes empty, mm. and then you, all of a sudden you're you can get kind of snarky, and then you see see people react, and it's like, well, that's I don't really want to be that way. Yeah. I got to get out of here. Yeah, you know. And then you're you're out. And then the committee thing too. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I'm very uh, independent, and I'm the oldest child of four, so mm. I'm very already very independent. So there's times in my life that not building a team has probably hurt me, mm. but doing it on my own has probably helped me. Mm-hmm. So finding the balance of um, who you need and how you need them and giving, like letting go of stuff and allowing people to come in. Yes. I feel that. Yeah. I feel that too. Yeah. I love collaboration, but yeah. collaboration with with people who aren't resourceful will is, is the very, like it's the bane of my existence. And yeah. so – that sometimes keeps me like even just the thought that I might have to work more on having to get people engaged here just makes me then want to pull back more and just be like, nah, I'll do it myself. It'll be easier. Wow. Um, yeah, it's yeah. hard for me to if I have to continuously like give information and like deplete and deplete to raise to get you to where I think you should be, which is like understanding where I, the way I understand. Mm-hmm. Then it's like I'd rather just do it by myself <laughs> because. I'd rather not deplete all the stuff that I know getting you up to speed. I'd rather just do it or, yep. you know, work with somebody that is remotely already there, yeah. a little bit closer to being because there. Because of what it costs you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
The other thing that stuck out to me about what she said, which was fascinating to me, maybe you can relate, is the the fact that, like, you won't just say I disagree with you out loud. I, so I totally will sometimes, especially if I feel like I'm in my, like, I'm moving toward my, you know, healthy, integrated self more. I'll absolutely push back if I need to. But most of the time, it's not even that I'm being quiet. It's I really enjoy, like, understand, like, I, okay, I want to know that perspective because mm-hmm. maybe I haven't given this space before. And so I don't know that I disagree with you. I might. In two hours or three hours after I've played it through in my head, I'll go, oh, yeah. I disagree with you. But it's not because I'm being quiet in the moment. It's because I really am interested in what this perspective is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I relate to that. Yeah. I've at times been like, I, I don't think I understand that. And then you keep talking through it, and then you end up apologizing. Or I have end up apologizing, <laughs> saying, like, thank you for overly expressing yourself past what you're comfortable with because now <laughs> I finally understand and I probably shouldn't have gotten your face about not understanding. Oh, wow. I just had to go think about it for a little while yeah. and get go underground about it mm. and really go sit with it and live with it, which you can. I've learned to accelerate that so that you're not as combative because it can be, I think it can be, at least in my experience, there's times where it can be received as being combative when you're mm. actually just trying to get to a deeper place of actually understanding. Yeah, yeah. But not everybody takes it, you know, the same way. Talk a little bit about the what you just said about how you have to go into your what what did you go into a hole, go into a retreat? Yeah. Kind of like my experience of fives is that sometimes I feel like fives disappear mm-hmm. emotionally, sometimes physically. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. And and what at times that has made me feel really lonely and really abandoned. And what I've learned is that that is y'all's processing, that you haven't left me yeah. or anyone else. You just need to go think. Is that? Am I reading that correctly? I think so. Yeah. yeah. For me, for sure. I think part of it too, Annie, honestly, is that my feelings are the things I'm least familiar with most of the mm. time. Like, I know what I think at all wow. times, but I don't know what I feel at all times. Like, most of the time, if my husband's like, so how are you feeling right now? I'm like, I, I can't tell you that. Like, mm. you'll have to give me some time. And so a lot of the processing time is even just, for me at least, trying to understand how I actually feel about things and then being able to show up in my emotions for somebody else. Because most of the time, I'm that friend who's like, I'll hold space for you all day long, but I can't feel it with you. I'm like, no, 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 I just have to stay above, and, like, yeah. I'm, I'm your impartial person. Mm-hmm. And I have friends who are like, I just need for you <laughs> to just feel this with me. I'm like, oh, what is wow. what is that? I don't even know yeah. what you mean here. Yeah, yeah. So, what, what would it look like? We've been talking <laughs> about this more. for an hour. What do you What do you mean? What, right. what do I feel? <laughs> right, I right. just said an awful lot about it. <laughs> well, how do you feel? Well, I don't—I I might not actually feel. <laughs> oh, my about, gosh, about I might this. not actually feel. I mean, that's very—yeah, yeah, that's very real. Really? I, can, I might I just can think become, about this. I might not feel this. Uh, yeah, for sure. But you're not trying to shut it off. It just, no. Does, no, there's no. a feeling attached. Yeah, especially working in a really cutthroat, constantly evolving industry, you know, where you're given one or two mistakes and you're gone. Mm-hmm. It's e- very easy to become, I'm very pragmatic, more so with certain issues than others, but mm-hmm. extremely unemotional in, in certain decision making, you know, and then if you're not careful, if I'm not careful, I see, that goes into relationships that I care about. And then you're really unemotional for people that need you to be present and to be emotional and to go through things with them. If you're like, what's the, here's the fix. Look, yeah. it's all, we've already, it's all, it's all there. What's the deal? You, like, okay, are we good? We're good? Okay, I'm out. I'm out of here. Like it can be, and then you, and then you sit by yourself for like a day and you're like, man, that's not very good. I got to go check mm-hmm. on them because that's not how I actually feel. But mm. in a way it sort of is, in a way it's, you know, it's how I process and execute and continue to keep the train moving. Because if I can, I can get, I can park it if I need to park, and then just go spiral into mm-hmm. trying to learn too much about something instead of actually living through something, like yeah. living through my questions and not, you know, I can ask them a lot instead of just going and letting sometimes stuff figure itself out. Wow. It's super heady. <laughs> yeah. Do you, one of the things I know about him is he gets a hobby and gets all the way into that hobby. Is, are you the same? Oh, yeah. So what are some, can you give us some like, I'm going to make you do this too. Give us some right. hobbies that you that you know the most about. Yeah, uh, baking. Okay. I, I turned it into a business for mm-hmm. a minute because mm-hmm. I just Amazing. got into it. And it, I was living out in LA and it was when all the cupcake shops just started popping up and I was tasting them and I was like, 
I, can I mean, do these this. are good, but I think I could do this. I and love so I that. just decided to learn about it. And then I started selling cupcakes and doing wedding cakes. And then I was like, wait, that's not what I want to do for a living. It was just fun. <laughs> Yeah, baking. Uh, I started getting into art, and I've really tried to protect that now that I'm a little older and understanding that about myself, that I don't want to sell those things or make it a business. I just want to keep it as a hobby. It is beautiful, though, uh the pieces I've seen. Well, thanks. But it's definitely one of those, like, I will just... It's an all or nothing thing most of the time. Like when it's a... Yeah, you just bore in, and it's like, where's Candy? She's been gone for 48 hours. She's just been... Working on this piece of art <laughs> yeah. nonstop. Yeah. 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 Or researching, you know, one, draw one thing and. Yeah. It's what's like, the oh, history what's that? of yeah. that style and how do you get that texture? And what do you, I mean, all the little niche questions that like, you know, Google autofill your question. One of like these really super prideful, really weird things is when Google can't populate it for you because no one is, is that niche. Amazing. <laughs> I'm like, oh, no one's asking this question. I've never thought that before. Have (laughs) you thought that, too? Yeah, yeah. And trying (laughs) trying to word it in a certain way so that it won't autofill, so that it will give you separate results. Absolutely. Because we've learned over time that the combination (laughs) of words dictates what you get from Google. It's not what you ask. It's how you ask it. So if you ask it in a more nuanced way, you're going to get more nuanced results that aren't, you know, you'll be on page six of Google immediately because of the way you worded the Mm -hmm. question to the to the algorithm versus just asking it and then scrolling until you find what you need. It's like if you word it correctly, you're going to get a separate sort of data. Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) They are the best. So finding finding exactly (laughs) what I'm looking for meticulously and then being able to go dig it up in a way. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's super satisfying. Do you want me to talk about what your hobbies are or do you want me to? (laughs) No, I mean, you you know, I mean, I play golf, like a lot of golf, I'm a golf Mm -hmm. chunky. And that's I love golf because it's such a a mirror of life, and so you really get out of it what you put into it. Mm. And you can go. I could spend. I could spend every day for the rest of my life getting up at six a.m. and leaving the golf course at really? sunset, and I would never. I would still would never even be there. I'd be a lot better. I mean, I play at a really low clip right now, but I'm not. I mean, there's a, a putting mat in my apartment, and I literally wake. I sit up, wake up every day, and drink coffee and hit like a hundred putts. Wow. It's so silly. Yeah, I mean, that's one of the things for both of y'all, right? That there is no bottom to the learning. No. There is no way. That you will no. never get everything. And there's no top really either for me. You know, okay. if, I, if I arrive, then I haven't, I'm not doing it correctly in, in a way I feel at least. Right. If I ever actually arrive, then I, I don't know. I probably didn't start to begin with. Like if you arrive, then it, ha- you know, then it's, You actually didn't care. Yeah, yeah. Or I'm not looking at the right thing. Like the pursuit of the actual thing should never be complete. You know, mm. you should always be, there should always be something else. Does this make you understand God better than the rest of us? Uh, I don't know. I don't know about <laughs> I don't that. I don't know better. Yeah. Just differently, I'm sure. Yeah. I mean, one of the one of the things that it has helped me with in, in terms of understanding God is that like those questions that I have about literally everything are part of who I am and how I was created and that that's good. Like, those things are good because for a long time I was told that they're not good. Like, those questions aren't good. Uh. Wow. And so I I have loved understanding more about that fiveness, that expression of five, because so much about the questions are not— I like kicking the tires, and, and I yeah. think that's how I'm wired up. It makes me good at a lot of things that I do in, prof- in my professional life. But so long in my spiritual life, I've had to shut it down because it just was like— these aren't good. We need to like you need to either be quiet or we need to redirect or let this be a lesson for you if you, you know, ask these kinds of questions and you don't have enough faith about XYZ. There was a lot of that kind of stuff growing up. And now I feel really comfortable sitting in questions. Like I love I bl- yeah. black and white thinking is just like really difficult for me. Is, and that's funny. A lot of times, this is why I think when she said they're a conundrum, I was like, we totally are <laughs> because we're always seeking clarity. Like that's one of the things that I think fives are notorious for is like we ask a lot of questions and we dig for information because we want clarity. But it's not so we can come to a this or that. It's just so that we can understand it more broadly and have a little more nuance. Mm. So like I'll sit in the gray all day long and I think my questioning has become one of my strengths in my in my walk, like my spiritual life. Wow. Wow. Yeah, because from what you're saying, it just sounds like you have a, both have a lot of comfort in not 
having the right answers or not having not having to decide that what you you have you know yeah. everything you want to know you know yeah. all the right things <laughs> but uh, you have a lot of comfort mm. in this isn't everything there's more I don't know mm-hmm. absolutely mm-hmm. and I don't know that I'm a, I feel as safe in that place as y'all do mm. yeah there's a strange peace in knowing I won't ever get to the bottom of it but there's a f- there's a fear in that too because if I have to get to the bottom of it to to do my job better or to love a friend better and then it's like I have to f- I gotta accelerate I gotta go I gotta mm. go in mm. you both feel very healthy in this <laughs> have you worked at this I mean I'm pretty new to the knowing my number like within the last six months probably it just felt oh, wow. very it's just kind of like a no-brainer like mm. a- accusational like for real in a way of like I can't I, I don't think I could be any other way I don't think I'd know how to, uh-huh. if I had to act any other way, I'd probably be in trouble. Yeah. It's just very, like, unhooked. I live very naturally, ve- live very unconsciously in a way. Just uh-huh. found a lot of peace of just, like, letting it go and leaning into whatever God might have for me or whatever life might have for me instead of strangling my way to a direction. Like, mm-hmm. really letting it go and accepting. And that this is a big part of it. It's just knowing yeah. that that's how... I deal with stuff, knowing that's how I accept things and then knowing that I'm different than maybe other people around me, which is something that I've learned recently. I've always felt like a bit of a maniac, but I I certainly understand why now, and it's because to most people I am a bit of a maniac Mm. because you go all the way in and you don't see me for two or three days or you won't hear from me for lunch for a month. And it's like, what's going on? It's like, nothing. I'm doing great. What's up? It's like, well, where have you been? It's like, I've just been working on stuff. Mm. It's like, well, what are you doing? I don't know, just working on stuff. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, well, what do, you, what do you mean? Yeah. So just, I think I learned to, I might have learned to accept it a long time ago without ever knowing what it was. Mm-hmm. Through, having through the other avenues. Yeah. But having language for it now helps. It's yeah. certainly given me a little bit of peace Yeah. to just let it be instead of fight it. Because I used to, I would fight internally an awful lot, not knowing where to, if kind of like, you know, it can you can go live in the gray forever and not make any decision because you're just collecting I'm really good at that. Mm-hmm. But learning how to be black and white and learning how to classify things as what they are and accept acceptance, yeah. yeah, and just letting it and then going. Mm-hmm. You know, because if you don't ever choose, then you don't ever do anything really. Mm-hmm. But you know a lot more, but you're underground, so no one knows that you know, mm-hmm. so you don't have anywhere to put it. Yeah. Unless you have to, you have so to go you out activate and, it. Yeah. You know, you have to show people what you do if you want them to do stuff with you. Yeah. yeah. You know, but I don't really want or need to show anybody but I you know I have no desire to show anybody what I do yeah. it's like if you're around you'll kind of figure it out and if not then that's even better it means I can keep <laughs> doing what I'm doing right and I won't have to be bothered yeah. you know Hey, friends, just taking a short break from this conversation to give a shout out to our amazing partner, Thrive. Being a member of Thrive Market makes my life so much easier, y'all. It's an online membership-based market on a mission to make healthy living easy and affordable for everyone. I'm always stocking up on my favorites, which are like the nut pod creamers for at home and at the office that I use for my Chai Day Fridays, chopsticks to up my protein intake, and go macro bars to take with me everywhere on the go. I have like nine of them on the bus right now on tour. But what really makes me love Thrive is that I can get my healthy snacks just in time for tour season, delivered alongside with all my pantry staples and non-toxic cleaning supplies like Miss Meyer's soaps and the ECOS all-purpose cleaner so I can make the tour bus smell just as clean as my house. With Thrive, you don't just get affordable, healthy food, cleaning supplies, and beauty products. You get the chance to give back through their Thrive Gives one-for-one matching program. Every paid membership sponsors a free one for a low-income family. I love that. Thrive has an amazing selection of high-quality, healthy foods, and they make it easy to shop according to whatever eating plan you follow, like keto or gluten-free. They have over 70-plus dietary options. It's the one-stop shop for everything you need. Organic groceries, clean beauty, safe supplements, and non-toxic home goods. They also work directly with my favorite organic brands, so I know I can get the highest-quality products without the retail markups. Join Thrive Market today to get $20 off your first order and an exclusive free gift. The only way to get this offer is by going to thrivemarket.com slash that sounds fun. That's T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash that sounds fun. Enjoy guaranteed savings and member-only prices. Thrive Market members save an average of $32 on every order. I saved enough on my last order to pay for the whole annual membership. You cannot beat that. 
Thrive Market is good for you and for the planet. Orders of $49 or more are shipped for free and delivered with carbon neutral shipping from their zero waste warehouses. That matters a ton to me. Thrive Market now has two membership options, a one month membership for $9.95 per month or a 12-month membership for $5 a month that's billed at $59.95. And an exclusive new offer for my friends. So join today and get $20 off your first order and an exclusive free gift. And now back to our conversation with Candy and Jason. Candy, how'd you get healthy in this? What's your journey been like? Uh, Having people around me. Yeah. I think the best choice I ever made was to get married because I'm one of those people who could honestly be by myself, yeah. given like left to my own devices. Jonathan, I mean, is just an amazing person anyway, mm-hmm. but that relationship in particular, it like I, there's always someone else like pressing into me and making me have to connect and have to, you know, Mm. like see not just someone else, but then see myself reflected back. Um, But that has been such a huge part of my growth. Business relationships has been such a huge part of my growth. My my former business partner and I, when we owned a company together way back, she's one of my best friends now, but it is not because that was easy. Like the fact, it was either that like we are now friends for life or we will never talk to each other again. Like that's where it it got to. And so we had to fight for it. And part of it was just like fighting through and seeing all of the the parts of self that I'm like, ugh, here we go. Got to dig into that. And then honestly working out on site. How do I mean, how do you not? How do you not? Yeah, work when you work there. My goodness. What choice do you have? I I really don't. (laughs) It would be... It would be the funniest of all things to be like the most unhealthy version of myself when my whole job is to try to get emotional health resources out to people. Wow. And so it that I think all of those things, but re- people people are part of my he- my healing and my like being healthy. Wow. Um, as much as I like being by myself and I think my brain is the more interesting world sometimes, the only way that I think I I get better is by showing up with other people. My brain is the more interesting world sometimes. Without yeah. a doubt. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's it's endless. Yeah. You know? I heard an author say one time, you might be able to relate to this, this old, like, 1700s, 1800 author from Germany, poet, said to walk inside yourself and meet no one. Mm. And that's like, you could do that forever. Forever. Yeah. Like, solitude is the foundation for everything. You just go and go and go mm-hmm. and go. And there's nothing, and it's amazing. There's yeah. everything, but there's no one else. Yes. But there's everything else. But that you connects just go. back to, like, what you were saying, where it's, you can collect and be in that all day long, but until you yeah. come back out and try to reconnect with the, the world around you, there's, I mean, who, what do you have to show for that? Yeah, and you don't know if you're on base or off base. You know, you're on base <laughs> right. for yourself, but that might be off right. base. Yeah. Or, you know. That's true. Yeah. I like y'all so much. <laughs> One of the things that if our friends have listened to the other shows so far in any of summer 21, we've talked about stress number and security number. Mm-hmm. Both of them are good for you. They mm-hmm. both are actually for your benefit. But as your security number, y'all go toward an eight, mm-hmm. which I think is fascinating. Yeah. <laughs> Let's um, listen to Suzanne tell us about what it looks like when fives go toward an eight. Okay. So where do fives go in security? To eight. (laughs) To eight. Oh, my gracious. Well, it's just fascinating because what they do. We, uh, my friend for all my adult life, never married. And so over the years, and she's 10 years older than I am. So over the years when she's had to move, we've moved her. And I mean, moved her. We've all gone, wow. packed her, moved her, unpacked her. Wow. Because fives are just paralyzed by all of the reality of that. They can't bear it. And the last time she moved, I was on the road teaching. And when I got home, I had a date set to go over and help her kind of put things in a good spot for mm-hmm. them and all that. And I said, just innocently, she'd been doing Enneagram work all these years with me, but I didn't know what was happening. And very innocently, I said to her, you know, I think the sofa would look good over here. Uh-huh. She said, well, I don't, and I'm not putting it there. I'm putting it right here. And I said, well, how about that? She said, yeah, it's my sofa. I can nail it to the wall if I want to. I said, yes, you can. 
So there is a place in fives in security that says, this is what I want to do. It's not going to cost me too much to have what I want. And I don't have to explain the whole thing to you. Mm. And at the same time, they're very old, most things very close. Um, You know, next summer maybe we'll talk about subtypes. Yes. Because subtypes make a big difference in fives. Yes. Because a social five is very different looking than a self-preserving five. Mm -hmm. And my best friend is a self-preserving five, but my mother was a sexual five. And that's a completely different thing. Yeah. And so tell me. All the things I've said still run true. Mm -hmm. But the expression of those things is different depending on your instinctual variant. Yes. So going toward an eight, Mm -hmm. does that feel true to you that you're able to make decisions and stick to decisions and. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. More assertive. What gets you in that place? When you feel what? What do you need to feel to get into an eight mind space? I think in in workspace, I feel it a lot because people are asking you to just handle stuff and mm-hmm. giving, understanding that you get it, understanding that whatever on the road at times in the office all day before the show starts or if, there's, if we're not shooting or taping something or doing whatever, I've been on the road so long that I take so many other jobs. I've had so many other roles, and so I can hang in the office and just go pick up, do a sweep through every department at 2 o'clock in the afternoon and pick up whatever whatever it might be and being let loose to do that, just being like, don't I don't want to hear about any of it. I don't want to know. <laughs> I don't want you to check in with me. I don't want you to bring me receipts. I want you to deal with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then when it's done, I'm trusting you to handle X, Y, Z on the level that I know you're capable of handing, handling X, Y, Z. And then when it's done, just tell me that it's done and let it go. And that's empowering and allows you to take more of a leadership role and an assertive role and to put some of the information to use in, in regular life too. But I, f- I learned it through, through working and being just out in it in a way and then being let loose to go handle stuff and then it, handling it well and then kind of being like, oh, okay, all of that info that I had was correct you know, I've research, or I've seen it done a bunch of times. I've done it a little bit. I've I know how it's supposed to do, but now I can go actually do it. Yeah. And it's it all checks out. That that feeds itself to me in that place of security. Yeah. You just keep coming back to the empowerment of using the information in a way. Wow. Yeah. Candy for That's you. Um, I think what I need, I think a lot of that is very true for me too, but I need to trust the people that I am working with mm. I, there has to be like a level of trust and does it have to be friendship or just trust i mean like, do you have to love them to no, feel safe no. no no i mean because i don't love everyone that i've ever worked with you know mm-hmm. i mean like that because for a long time i was i was in a consulting role and would just pop in and out of different organizations so i don't have time to get to know people deeply but i have to if i'm going to lead with clarity i need to know that i can trust that i've got the space to do that um, and that what I'm going to give you isn't going to just be in vain. Like, that that's a lot wow. of it for me is that, like, if I'm going to spend my time and energy doing this, I want to make sure that it's not going to be off or not. Wow. Um, but, but if I know that, like, I've got buy-in and that there, and I'm clear about what's going on, the strategy's there, then I know what I want. I know what I need, even mm-hmm. more importantly. Mm-hmm. And I'm usually able to really clearly communicate that and still stay impartial, like, not be even in heated, tense moments, I can be direct. Because there's not feelings. No, it's yeah, like I can be exactly. direct, but I'm like, it's okay. Yeah. And and if I have feelings about it, I'm usually, in, when I'm moving toward that eight, I'm usually able to identify what that is and say it clearly and go, oh, so this is what I'm feeling and this is what I need. But I, I think in order to do that, it comes down to trust and knowing that I'm not going to just be spinning my wheels at the end of the day. Yeah. Or or ask for, I, I resonate with that a lot, mm-hmm. or ask for your input and then just be like, you know, check out in a way or discount discount it or not use it or mm. people bring you in and kind of see what it's about and be like okay we'll let you know mm-hmm. or we might not use that or it's like well then what do you want <laughs> and why did you why did you ask me you know i resonate with what you're saying a lot too mm. you're it's like really don't you know that i learned everything <laughs> yeah i know everything about this and you're not going to do it i just told i just aided you and told yeah. you what to do 
with all my Why five information. Don't even ask. Yeah. Next time, I'm not going to answer, which is exactly what. And that's what happens. That's what he does. <laughs> you turn the key it. and you go to a different vehicle that yeah. runs. <laughs> He's, mm, you know? Yeah. I and that can be, the, and like, that, yeah, and that can be, that can be where the, the unemotional elements of, it's really good for doing business and getting things done, but it's not super great for relationships because not every application of like interaction needs that. Mm. Everything needs its own thing, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And learning that is the hard part because you treat some things that are really emotional, really pragmatically and unemotionally, and then you treat things the vice versa, and then you get you can get it mixed up. I think and I've that got it makes mixed you, up. Then that makes you do what when that gets mixed up? Just got to figure it out. Probably I go back underground and and think about it more and put the pieces back together. Mm-hmm. I it just feels really disintegrating to me. Like yeah. I, I don't feel. It comes back down to that. Like I'm confused about and not and unclear about where I am. And mm. if that's the way I feel, then good luck with anyone else in yeah. my sphere. Yeah. So when yeah, when the flip flop happens, I'm like, hold yeah, yeah, hold on. I need to take a breath. I need to go be by myself for a second. Yeah. I need to actually check in. Yeah. We all answer this. Nothing is better to me than when I feel what. Like I was saying, I don't. You know, I don't know how much do I feel. <laughs> I had thought about this question and I said prepared. Mm. Oh yeah. When I feel prepared, that. it's that you know the thing that's going on right now, the like the meme where it's like uh, one thing is for sure she she understands the assignment. Yeah, like yeah, thing, yeah, yeah, yeah. That is like the best <laughs> feeling in the world is when I show up and I'm like, oh, she understands the assignment. Like mm. I know I'm prepared, I'm clear about things, I I feel equipped. Yeah. Like, the running on all cylinders feeling is like the best to me. So, okay, I'm going to get there in a minute. I'm <laughs> learning a lot. Uh, nothing is worse to me than when I feel. I think the opposite of that, when I'm out of place or unequipped or I don't, or I don't have the knowledge, I don't know. Yeah. I hate being the person in the room that doesn't know mm-hmm. or the person mm-hmm. in the conversation that's, that's uninformed. It's like, why, do I, why have I not lear- known that or learned that or seen that? It's right in front of me. The per- that's where the perception like learning to be incredibly perceptive and feeling what the guy across the room might feel, whether or not he's coming in my direction. Like, and this might be a lot, but understanding every interaction, like seeing how people interact with body language and things and understanding kind of what's, ha- what's going on in that, mm-hmm. in that interaction. It can be over here and I don't have to have a conversation, but I can watch people interact and I can probably figure out the mood of the conversation or of the thing or of their relationship by observing. Are you able to do that too? Yeah. Constantly. But I think that that came from... I made made good money for a long... I still do. For a long time, just being able to kind of sit and listen and then say back to people what it is that they just kind of gave me. And it was like, oh, that's how I'm feeling. Oh, yeah. I feel you do that. When I think... Well, he doesn't know what I'm feeling. I was like, nah. No, he, he does. Jason actually knows exactly <laughs> what I'm I tr- feeling. I try to, and I think that came from not wanting, that came from wanting to not know. It came from needing to know or needing to be informed or at least be hip to the mm. thing. Because otherwise, yeah, competent. Yeah. Absolutely. Because that's that's it. The, absolutely. The feeling of incompetency is that's the, worst. the worst in the whole world. Wow. Without a doubt. Yeah. Like having someone look at you and tell you something and you don't actually have a clue what they're talking mm. about is... <laughs> Probably that's as bad as it gets. Wow. Yeah, that's what I'll go. If that happens, I go deep in on something and learn, find the holes. Yeah, especially if it's like you you were to you were expected to have known because it's like I have been I've been sensing not just listening to what you're saying but sensing other things and going here. So I feel like I'm prepared on all fronts. And then if you hit me with something that you should have, mm. ugh. yeah, yeah, because I was about to say, isn't there permission to not know everything? But but it's not just showing up unprepared. It's when you're ex- you were expected, or when you did the work emotionally, mentally, internally, mm-hmm. and then the scenario shows you something you didn't know. Yes. Right, and you prepared for something that isn't like actual or applicable. It's not reality. That's the worst. You went into your own thing and made it what I wanted to make it, and dealt with it in that way. And then you show up, and it's not. You're preparing for the, a different test in a way. Yeah. My skin gets hot just even thinking about it. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, seriously. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. But that's super real for me. 
Let's listen to Suzanne talk about your stress number, which, again, isn't a bad thing. We need them. Yeah. It's how you take care of yourself as you go toward a seven. Welcome. Yeah. <laughs> welcome, welcome. A great decision <laughs> of all of the numbers. I really support you going toward a seven. Uh, I think you're going to love it. So for all the fives, where are they going to go in stress? Well, they go to seven. And it's a... They go to seven? Yeah. Why? It's one of the most awkward moves on the Enneagram. No kidding. Because they tell jokes. (laughs) Those fives get all all roller coastery and wild. It's crazy. It's crazy to watch it happen. Especially when you know what's happening. So yes. rather than being so surprised by it, you can name it and then pay attention to it. Uh-huh. And you know they'll get a little bit giggly or they'll do something silly, which they never do. They, um, <laughs> the, the, it is an awkward humor that is appreciable. Hmm. It's like you kind of want to be in its presence. Yeah. Even though it's so unexpected yeah. and a little bit awkward. Yeah. You just know I don't I, I don't want to miss this. Whatever's happening right here, I want to be right here yeah. for this. Wow. <laughs> what a trip. <laughs> Why? Oh. I think cuz that's I mean, it's true. And you can't really, company brings that out in me. If I'm in good company or a place that I feel really comfortable, I can, I can move in, in more easily into that direction. The walls come down a little bit more. Like when I'm with people that I know I trust and that I know that know me and, you know, I might not get super silly or super goofy, but let the guard down for sure. But why is it your stress number, Candy? What, what, what do you feel or experience that walks you towards being more silly. Yeah. Because she says that your stress number is the one you used to take care of yourself. Yes. That's so, interesting. Well, and that's how I refer to So both of, both of them are girls for me. So I love eights. She, I love when she shows up. She's, oh. she's feisty and she gets things done. Like yeah. she moves stuff forward and I love her. But I also really love my seven uh-huh. because she is my I, – I talk about her as in she's taking care of me. So she's the one that makes me binge watch friends when things are a little too much for me. She's the one wow. that sort of makes me procrastinate, but sometimes it's because I need I need the space in my brain. Yeah, she's the one that gets really spontaneous, and it's like, let's go hang out with all your friends. The thing that you know is going to absolutely drain you to the max, but you need to not be in whatever that thing is that you're feeling or that you're in the middle of. So I can't exist there all the time because that's not the way that I'm wired up, but she helps me take care of myself in that she, she like helps me see when I'm probably a little too stressed or I'm not really in touch with myself. Mm. And so she's sort of like the, the first act, like the big and loud, and then it's like, <laughs> now go take care of yourself. That's kind of how that she shows up for me at least. So That's amazing. Does that ring true? <laughs> yeah, for sure. That it feels like a way to take care of yourself? Yeah, and, and the whole, I'm going out. We're going out. Mm-hmm. What's everybody doing? Yeah. Because we're going to breakfast, we're going to lunch, <laughs> then we're going to go to dinner, then we're going to go out, we're going to go have a, a nightcap, and if it ends at 3 a.m., then it ends at 3 a.m., yeah. and then I want to get up the next day and I want to go do it again. And then I met these people, and they're awesome, and they're hanging out, so I'm going to go meet them. And then you, I mean, I do that for a week or two, and I'm gassed, but I love it. Do you any know, of I'm, them get to really know you, or does it matter? Is well, that not what they're for? Uh, that's a good question. I think I only actually go do, I only go out in that that space with people that I trust. I'm not mm. just going out with people I don't really know or spending time with people that I don't really know. That's been the biggest challenge for me is to reach out and go initiate with people that I know are pretty cool or that I think mm-hmm. are cool that I want to spend time with. But it takes me getting into that seven-ish space mm. to even think about being like, hey, what are you? what's up? And it's like, oh, this would be awesome, dude. We should go. Mm-hmm. I've seen your work. I think your work's awesome. Like, oh, cool. Can Do you want to hang out with me? Sure, we're going out. Come hang yeah. out. And then yeah. I'm like, okay, I'm going to go hang out. Wow. But it fills me up, but it's so, it takes it takes a lot Yeah. to yeah. go outside of the close bubble of friends to go experience that with. Yeah. 
Yeah, I definitely experience it completely opposite. Like the, I will do that with anyone, but not, but I would, but they don't know me. They will get to know me. I think that's what's really fascinating, even just as we're talking about it, is just another couple of things clicking together. For so long, I had a career where being in front of and performing to some degree was was my job. And I was really stressed and had a lot of stuff going on underneath the surface. And I think my seven was kind of like, okay, the seven is what you're going to get right here. Just taking care of me so that I didn't have to deplete the reserves that were there. So she was really good at the performance piece. So I can, I can do that in front of anybody. Mm. Wow. But, uh, if you, if I've, if I trust you, you're one of my people, you don't get, you don't get the seven. I mean, you get, I, you know, we can be fun and funny and all those things, but that part of me is the protector part of me. And whenever she has to come out, it's usually because, like, I just need to show you a good time. (laughs) Hi, hi, hi. So, you know, sevens, we go to five insecurity. Oh, really? So what that means for me is when I need to... It's the opposite. When huh. y'all are, when y'all need to protect yourselves or take care of yourselves, you become, you let's go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And when I feel safe with you, I'm, I'm quiet mm-hmm. and I'm thoughtful and I'm slower. Wow. And, and so I think it is so wow. interesting how for opposite reasons we go to, we're connected. Yeah. On the, That's fascinating. on the Enneagram. That is fascinating. Isn't that wild? I didn't know that at all. Yeah. So I have to choose to go into my cave. Or go right. underground. Mm. Like, that's not... I mean, when you're like, pick between these three things. If I said to you, pick between these three things, you'd be like, tomorrow. I'll come back and I'll tell you which of those three <laughs> things tomorrow. I, let me figure out... Wow. Let me learn about all of them. And then I'll let you know. <laughs> yeah. In my healthiest, I say, give me two hours. Mm. In my most Annie, two. <laughs> fine. I don't, no, I actually don't care where they came from. <laughs> I, I, want it to be, I want the decision to be done. Yeah. So it is. is it over? Yeah. Is, is it over yet? Yeah. Can did I go we, back to the next Did we get it? We got it? Yeah. Okay. What do y'all think, when you hear her describe the sevenness, I would wonder, she said it's an awkward move for y'all. Does it, um, when you move toward that part of you? I don't know. I got to think about it. I'm just kidding. No, <laughs> I gotta go. I, let me go. Let think me go about underground. Yeah. We'll be back no, tomorrow. Um, hmm, I, don't, I don't know. Maybe the answer is no. I may be reading that wrong. I'm not sure. I think in my cl- with my closest people, I'm thinking of moments where, like, maybe I've been in stress mode, or boy, you need to you need to just kind of let let it breathe for a second. And so seven comes out. Mm-hmm. When I'm with my close people, they know it's like this is her This is her blowing off steam. Like this is her ability mm-hmm. to just kind of let go. And we know we won't get this candy for very much longer, but tonight let, we'll just like we'll hold it for what it is and just mm-hmm. <laughs> enjoy. But then like usually – so I don't know that I feel misunderstood. I feel like probably because I don't have a lot of close people. Like that's not a thing that – I do. <laughs> yeah. um, but the ones who are close, whenever they see that, they're like, oh, we know what's going on. Okay. Mm. We love this for you. But <laughs> We love this for you. Give you your space to be, you. to yeah. do your thing. Yeah. yeah. Wow. So for those of us who love fives, <laughs> what do we do? What do you need? So many good questions over here. Cute. My dad's going to love hearing you say that. Aww. Dad loves when people say ask oh, questions. Well, well, that's true. <laughs> you, you do ask a question. Thank you. And I will tell you this, at least from my experience, being asked what we need is the hardest thing because we're just like trying to equip ourselves all the time to not wow. need yeah. anything. That's, wow. I, I feel that. And so it's a it's a difficult question for me to answer because I'm like, I don't, I'm not supposed to need anything. I'm fine. I, I can, I can deal with all of the things. I'm prepared for all the things. I'm a Boy Scout. Mm-hmm. But it's not true. I mean, all of that is a complete and total lie. And when I take a moment to check in with the rest of me as opposed to just what's up here in my head, um, I can know that I need things and and that I can be supported. So, like, for my friends, part of it is, like, when I draw boundaries, it's not about you. It's about me. 99.99% of the time, it's, like, when I say... Uh, I'm not available or I don't respond to a text or I just, like, I'm not going to show up. Sometimes last minute I flake because I think fives are notorious for that too. It usually, no, I can't remember a time it was about the other person. It was always about me and about, Mm. like, checking in and going, hey, you might need this time right now. And so I think I I need for my people to understand the boundaries are about me and to know that, like, 
I really appreciate the random, I appreciate random check-ins that that don't expect anything back. Like, I really love whenever people check on me just to say hi. It's like, I'm not asking you for anything. I'm not asking for, do you know that, like, mm. like their personal Siri. So I've had friends be like, you're, you're, I just call you Siri. Like, you're just Siri. It's fine. <laughs> do you know why so-and-so? I'm like, I do. Uh, funny enough, I, like, read about this yes. the other day. yes. And I love that kind of stuff, but I also love when I have when people will just say, "Hey, I was just thinking about you today." Mm. Um, and I never, I would never have been able to identify that probably even two years ago. Um, mm. But I'm like, oh no, that means a lot to me. That I that no one needs. You don't need anything from me. You're mm-hmm. just saying I'm I'm being present for you, and it reminds me to then go like, "Hey, this is a thing that other people enjoy too. Maybe yeah. you should do that for them." So. Wow. Yeah, I feel that. Because I work really hard on not needing anything from anybody. Like if I can, as long as I've got it, then I can, I feel like I can be at my best when I don't need to ask for help in a way, or not even help, but just any type of, uh, any type of need. So then I, I do love the random check-ins too, because mm-hmm. I feel like at times, you know, the phones do work both ways and it gets real quiet because I get real quiet and mm-hmm. I go in and people are like, well, who knows? Mm-hmm. Some people take it personally. Some people know and some people don't know. Yeah. So trying to check in on everybody that you think of just to say, hey, but then when you get that in return, it's great. It's mm-hmm. great too. Getting invited to do stuff is great. Getting pulled out of the hole is great, you know, but then I'll agree to something and then wake up to do this and say, oh my gosh, why? Yeah. Why am I doing this? You know, yeah. but then halfway through, it's like, this is so great. But that's how it is <laughs> with most things. So I think, I don't know, as much as I want to say, what do you need from your people? I don't need anything, but it's not true. Just need, just need the space and the love and just letting, I think, just being the space to be in a way. Mm-hmm. But then also break the glass every now and then and pull me out of that. Yeah. It's like an ebb and a flow. It's interesting. Yeah. I had Jonathan tell me one time when we were dating, he said, I just can't figure you out. And I I remember it clear as day. I turned around to him and I was like, I'm not a puzzle for you to figure out. Like, mm. you're not supposed to. I don't need you to figure me out. I yeah. just need you to be with me, which was really, I said it really snarky at that time. It was super awesome. Um, <laughs> but to this day, he, uh, we go back to that a lot. And he's like, it, it was such a really fun reframing for me too, just in life to go, oh, you it's not about figuring you out. It's just about being with you. And I think I have to say that back to myself so often about so many things and people in the world is like, you don't have to figure it out or figure them out. You just need to show up. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I want to be known, but I make it really hard to be known um, at the same time. Like I know that about myself. I want to be known, but I make it really hard to be known. Yeah, absolutely. But I'm also okay to exist with that tension, but to keep like, hey, you just got to show up. Like for yourself, yeah. but for other people too, just show up. And it's okay to not be a part of all the things, but you got to be a part of some things. Mm-hmm. You got to be part of the world. So you got to be part of the world. <laughs> got to be. That's a great thing to remind fives. Mm-hmm. You got to be part of the world. Mm-hmm. What did we not say about fives? Y'all want to make sure we say hmm. anything we left out? We did it. Y'all know we did it. We're done. Oh, oh my wow. Gosh. We made it. Yes. You guys. Wow, we that have wasn't two, we quite have, as bad wow. at all. I thought it was going to hurt a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll be. I'm gonna text both of you tomorrow and be like, "What's your energy level? Yeah. After what you did yesterday? Now that you've thought about I'll it, I'll text for a you back bit. in a week." Yeah, that's right. <laughs> oh man. Anything else that you think fives want to hear, or friends and family who love fives want to hear? I would say I don't know that this is specific to five. I feel like all the yeah. numbers might say it, but like I'm not the caricature that you have in your head yes. of whatever that is. Yes, that we all have. Like I think if we all showed up. If there was a way for us to have some superpower, we could see all of the layers and complexities that kind of mm-hmm. come with people. Mm-hmm. Like, it just would—the world would just be great. Or the conversations would be more interesting, yes. at least. Yes. You know, like, but we're not the caricature mm-hmm. none of us are that that we might have in our heads. That's why I think one of the languages that's important that I'm trying to fix in me is not say you are a five, it's you identify as a five. Because yeah. I also identify as a lot of things, but I'm just Annie. Yes. Like, in the middle, uh, I'm Annie, but I identify Annie. as a lot of things. So it. you identify as a five. But yes. Anything else, Jay? No, I think that's—I feel that too. Hmm. And I think learning that for myself as well, learning not to expect yourself from everyone has been a big thing for me. Mm. can't expect— 
um, who I am or what I deal with or how I deal with things or what I know. I can't expect that from everyone else. Mm -hmm. So when I learned that, that helped me a lot because I would look at people being like, why are you still asking me questions? Like, I've, <laughs> have you not have you not been listening? Like, do you not know anything about this? Have you not gone home and Googled this yourself? And then, and then it's the response becomes like, do you know how much you know about this? It's like, mm. I don't know that much. Mm. It's like, well, you've been talking for an hour. You clearly, mm. oh, okay. <laughs> giving yourself some giving yourself some grace in that space yeah, of, right. of of letting everybody else be who they are because mm. it can be, in, the information can get intense and you can hold an unfair standard on other people, which is what I've learned yeah. about mm. myself. I will never forget that y'all try to trick Google so that you don't get a question. <laughs> I open Google and I want it to know what I'm thinking. I want it to give me exactly just let's be done. I'm dying laughing. Okay, the That's last awesome. question we always ask because the show is called That Sounds Fun. Tell me what sounds fun to you. I, I like fun is going out on the golf course with all the boys and just spending days out there mm -hmm. and just being together. And Favorite course? Pinehurst, North oh, Carolina. Know you know that. Yeah. Pinehurst number two is great. Mm. Four is great. Eight is great. Are you talking about the holes? No, no, they have they have nine golf okay, courses on that property. That was also my question. Yeah. Thank you. I was like, I, let me tell you how much I don't yeah. know about golf. No, do we, sorry, do we I'm not naming holes. holes. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Do we? I thought they moved. Really the part like of that the number eight. eight. The don't mecca. they move the holes sometimes? <laughs> They'll move them around the, the yeah, complex yeah, yeah. of the green. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. See, I knew that. No, the different courses, but the whole resort. Number two, number four, number eight. Yeah, the, the whole <laughs> resort is is spectacular. It's. I love when you say resort. I'm very yeah. interested in that part. Right. Right? They, they were so good to me. They they <laughs> kept me uh, mm -hmm. kept me busy in COVID. I, yeah, was, that was a place for me to land. Yeah, for the last year, I spent mm -hmm. most of I spent most of the the break there, mm -hmm. just spending time and chasing a white ball around. So yeah. that sounds a lot, that sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah, to me. yeah. Candy, what sounds fun to you? Uh, travel is always fun for me. Oh yeah, just travel, travel, but. Honestly, the thing right now that I'm most looking forward to is since COVID is lifting, uh, is the hospitality piece, like having people in my home again yeah. and like yeah. being around. Because y'all only been in Nashville three years, four years? Yeah, about three years. Yeah. And currently, this is more than probably what we were getting into at the very end of this episode, but we uh, we sold our house and we're buying a new one and it fell through because an appraisal thing oh was like gosh. way less than what we were paying and to really know. So we've been in a two-bedroom apartment for <gasps> seven months now. Oh my gosh. Waiting on our home to get built. And so we're supposed to close in about a month. Oh yeah. So maybe Exciting. when this is out, yes. we'll be in our home <laughs> and right. you will have already been over for charcuterie. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> but That's right. I can't wait to have people yeah. in our home and like yeah. do the whole hospitality thing. I really love that. That sounds I fun. Hope that is it. I hope both of your things are in your very near future. Y'all, thank you for doing this. I hope... I hope it was a measured amount of energy that feels worth it to you. This <laughs> it was great. So it was really helpful. great. So helpful. Thank you. Thanks for having really us. Grateful. Oh, you guys, don't you love them? Oh, they're two of my favorites. Absolutely two of my favorites. What a great representation to all those fives out there. Hey, be sure to follow along through all of Inia Summer 2021 so you can hear about all nine types. And if you're a five... Be sure to share the show with your friends and loved ones so it can help us all better understand you. If you need anything else from me, you know I'm embarrassingly easy to find. Annie F. Downs on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all the places you may need me, including in your computer or TV for the live stream of the That Sounds Fun tour tomorrow night. That's how you can find me. And I think that's it for me today, friends. Go out or stay home and do something that sounds fun to you. I will do the same. Have a great weekend, and we'll see you back here Monday for our last week of Ennea Summer 2021. We will talk to our sixes and our sevens. Y'all have a great weekend.